Hello, everyone. In today's episode, we are talking about INO, Internet Native Organization. And with me is the core team behind the idea, Astra, Javier, and Polina. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank for you for inviting. Um, what's the idea? How, how did you come up with the idea that we need an IN, to set up an INO? For who? Why? Uh, we actually met in April 2022. Yeah, I guess it was then. And the original idea or feeling that something like this is uh, is needed came actually from our co-founder, who is not right now here, uh, who is uh, named uh, Vatan, P.S. Um, and um, he uh, came to me and then we found these two guys, like Polina and Javier. So in the end, um, we managed to build a team who understands what's the future of organizations. And the future of organizations is digital. So we have seen that in Estonia, but um, the rest of the world is not yet there, we can say. And also in Estonia, there is a lot to do in that field. Um, and what what we are talking about here, what is a, um, a digital organization or what is, I don't know, internet native organization, it means that everything that you have in organization is related uh, to a blockchain. It's uh, possible to collect data, to play with data, to, to have transparency, um, to... Um, to uh, to bring more trust to the whole business environment, and when we talk about decentralization in um, in business environment, uh, we can say it is a new topic. Uh, right now, we when we talk with mainstream business doers, they they are not actually into that yet. So our main goal is to bring decentralized autonomous organization tools and solutions to the mainstream. It doesn't mean that we want to absolutely decentralize organizations that all we have, like OUs in Estonia or MTUs, NGOs, um, LLCs. We don't want to decentralize everything. This is not our goal. But the goal is to have more transparency, uh, build up more community, um, bring technology behind the legal stuff, behind the ideas, yeah. And um, shortly, this is the, like a big goal. And of course, uh, there, there are a lot of um, lot to do, um, yeah, small mm. activities behind that. What do the regulators say? I mean, having a decentralized uh, organization <laughs> sounds probably rather, you know, criminal to many of them. There is Absolutely. nothing, not much said yet. That's the point, <laughs> and that's mm. probably why why we started this because there is no, let's say, no general knowledge about it from everyone, including government. So that's yeah. If we talk about Estonia, definitely we are very early. Uh, but why we actually um, became very uh, like excited about this topic of course uh, any, anyone who knows about DAOs anyone uh, who has heard about decentralized autonomous organizations they probably have heard that something happened back in U US you know something they did there so what they did they regulated DAOs uh, what it means it means that they stated they have a regulation um, like uh, shortly they have issued guidance on DAOs and they're stating that DAOs may be considered 
like securities, and it means they fall under federal securities laws. And what it means, it means that if um, you have a security, if you want to do something with it, uh, you want to provide services, you need a license. So it's not just like easy game that, oh, I'm a DAO, I'm just, I don't, uh, I'm in the cloud, nobody knows who I am. No, 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 it's not about that. So um, definitely, uh, when it comes to regulations, then Estonia is not there yet. Estonia doesn't know anything about, I mean, not much, we can say. Uh, but when we talk about the world itself, then uh, shortly we can say that uh, DAOs are regulated already in US. They are regulated also in Japan. Japan is a very good example because they have also a register. Um, and DAOs, they have to... Literally, it's the same register system like in Estonia for simple OUs um, companies, right? Uh, also, uh, Singapore, Switzerland, Malta and Canada have uh, regulated, kind of regulated, because uh, they have issued guidance. What is a DAO? And they they state that it goes under securities, so it, that it might go. It depends on the project, of course. So in that sense, it's a very messy uh, environment. And uh, that's, that's also the reason why we are uh, here mm. doing this project. We are not like... Um, ourselves like the most smartest people on DAO topics, you know, this is not our goal. We don't want to be the like brain number one in the world, but we want to gather the brains together and then uh, move forward to the solutions which could be used in Estonia or outside of Estonia. So, yep. Yeah, I would say that uh, like there are several DAOs that are we could say the OGs, the original clusters, like mm. building solutions and in a decentralized way. And most of them are actually not even registered. They operate under some foundation or under some other company. And uh, some of them, they have no legal entity at all. And uh, that has some problems because there was even the case in the US where everybody as part of that was uh, was liable for the actions of the DAO. So it meant that you as a person that uh, joins a, a community, uh, if that community does something wrong, you are liable for that. And well, that case is still ongoing, it's, it's not close. And they are having also problems to how to take that into court because uh, it's decentralized. So mm. who is going to, to go there and, and defend the, the organization? So that's it's, it's not so simple in terms of how to regulate that. It depends a lot on the different cases that there are. Like simple cases as investment house, so people that gather together and put money together to invest in a topic, well, that's a bit easier. And there are companies that are already providing that service. I mean, the service that you build up your DAO and you have legal entity and you have everything solved in, in legal terms in front of the government and so on. But, uh, but some men, like, all the other possible cases basically are still like to be discussed on how, what is the best way to go around it without being something illegal and without having limitless liability. Mm. Um, how would you describe what is INO then? Is it, uh, I don't know, a promotional agency for DAOs or? Could be. <laughs> the mission is, uh, INO is bringing DAO to the mainstream. And our uh, vision is to help Estonia become the first country in Europe to offer legal entity status for DAOs. So it's pretty challenging um, as a mission, and mm -hmm. we don't know if how it's going to be possible. 
But what we know is that we can uh, work on education of the community and uh, have a dialogue with regulator also um, understand how they understand DAOs and mm. the challenges behind and um, bring together a marketplace as well. So uh, we are working on more than on investigation, bring people together and uh, let's see where it brings because it's quite a new topic. So we don't know how this can um, be developed in Estonia, but we mm. are here to help. But the le- to have legal status for the decentralized organization, that's kind of it's almost like an oxymoron, no? Yeah, that's why we have this name, Internet Native Organization. Because if you compare these two, you will see that uh, Internet Native Organization doesn't tell you anything about decentralization, right? So it means that you're Internet Native, you are using the Internet for your organizational um, needs, like governance, uh, treasury. So this is all about blockchain. So like uh, Polina said previously, we want to bring the DAO solutions, that, uh, like uh, the tools that DAOs are using, we want to bring them to the business environment for the normal companies to use them. Mm. But but to be internet native, you don't really need blockchain, do you? No, but you can leverage that. The point is that when we started studying DAOs in, in deep, uh, we discovered that quite often DAOs were either not decentralized or either not, not at all autonomous. And actually, most of the DAOs are knowledgeable about that. They, they realize that it's not the, the ideal way of a DAO. And that's also something that regulators and, uh, let's say, uh, laws, or more than laws, scores take on account, is that they try to find who is actually behind it, try to find if it's actually decentralized or not, because if it's not decentralized, there's liable people for that. Mm-hmm. And, and quite often, it's easy to find <laughs> who is mm-hmm. behind so that's why we decided that it doesn't make sense for us to say like uh, DAO since either it's not going to be decentralized or either not autonomous. But uh, um, and that's why we are talking more about the idea of DAOs and what DAOs are like putting attention into is like democratization and also distributing the value among all the stakeholders, all the participants. So that's why what we are focusing on. And uh, as Batan would say, it doesn't necessarily need blockchain. I would rather say that it does for certain things and it helps to distribute uh, liabilities and to like have, let's say, a technological trust, I would call it. Mm-hmm. You, blockchain is a really good tool that uh, offers like a decentralized uh, trust in the sense that you don't have to, to trust in the government or in an intermediary. You have like the base layer. Of course, on top of that, you can use a lot of other technologies, not just blockchain. So it doesn't mean that everything needs to be decentralized, but uh, but many things can be. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to go forward to, I mean, mm-hmm. to tend to, to go to. And um, yeah, that's, that's basically what mm-hmm. we're trying to, to yeah, do I was, here. Yeah, I was just thinking that to be internet native, uh, basically, you know, if you run your company's uh, mm-hmm. data on Google Cloud, uh, mm-hmm. you're kind of internet native. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe a good point to understand um, um, what uh, what DAO can bring to us in this new environment we are living in, where everybody's uh, on phones, right? Is a good example of maybe this Ukraine DAO. Maybe you've heard of that. So 
as we are having this uh, war between Ukraine and, and Russia. So what happened last year was that uh, Ukraine um, citizens made Ukraine down um, and they helped to raise funds against um, to, to buy uh, literally um, war weapons, right, against Russia. And um, this is one example. And, and what is very, um, very cute about it, I mean, war is a very hard topic, but the cool thing about this project is that it's open source. Mm. And you can track where, who gave the money, to who, what they did with this money, and what happened, actually, after end. So, and if we are talking about blockchain, so this is what it is providing, right? And um, it's a bit like dangerous thought to think that everybody, everything is transparent, then probably uh, no one wants to sleep anymore during the night, they're like all, you know, mm-hmm. worried. But, um, but it's, it's, it's cool that you can, uh, you can do something like this. So imagine charity projects, all transparent, and we can actually save the world right now we don't know what is actually happening in charity uh, session uh, section mm-hmm. a lot of money laundering is there right uh, political elections yeah for that's example. a topic mm-hmm. across europe yeah. um, not only here but everywhere else also yeah. where the money is coming from right yeah this mm-hmm. is very very difficult topic i would say that charity is more easier, <laughs> easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm not very optimistic waters. there yeah okay. But I would also say that, uh, yeah, since the term INO can be very broad, it's true that you could argue that Internet Native is an organization that is using the Internet as the main using technology. Browser but, to get the information. Yeah, which is pretty much everything nowadays. But, uh, but we still have in mind the ideas of DAO and the ways of that DAO work. I mean, still our idea is to bring DAO. I don't know, it's, it's a term that uh, includes a bit more, mm-hmm. but uh, what we have still in mind is the DAO. And the, the idea of using blockchain is that it's a neutral tool and it's open to everyone, or at least it has the potential to be the open to everyone. And maybe in countries in Europe or in, in, in the US, it, it sounds like, okay, but everything is already in the internet and it's very easy to use and whatever, but in many other countries it is not. And that's the argument for Web3 or cryptocurrencies and, and, and these kind of things that um, in Europe is like, oh, we already have internet banking. Why do we need cryptocurrencies? Or we have like very easy payment methods. Yes, we do, but in many other countries they don't and they are actually oppressed. And these are tools that offer like a, a way out of it. So, of course, it has its, its other edges, it has its other problems, but, uh, but it's something that often we, we disregard that uh, maybe in Europe is not so easy to see the value, even though it has also its value in, in Europe, but in many other countries where it's a bit less developed, it has even more potential than here. Mm. So that's something also to take into account. And one thing that I wanted to say at the beginning is that um, uh, I guess in this podcast quite often uh, you talk about ESG goals and this kind of thing. So the last one is G is governance and uh, precisely DAOs are all about governance and democratizing everything and that's the idea behind it. And DAOs, let's say the blockchain technology offers a transparent, neutral way for governance and uh, that's the main idea. Of course, you could do it with a database, but uh, you have to trust uh, the, the company or the person operating that database, while for the blockchain, you don't have to. 
And for the blockchain, you have tools that are, as I said, open source and ready to use out of the box. You don't need to make any deals with anyone. You just can use it and start operating with everyone else. And uh, <clears throat> that was the, the idea of the nat internet native is interoperability. So of course, if you are running everything on a AWS server or in Google Cloud or whatever, you could say that those, of course, you are internet native. But it's very hard many times to connect different systems that you are using or different apps, while the ideals of Web3 are precisely that people build a module that you later can compose with another module with another module. Well, basically decentralized applications and protocols and different things that the, the ideology in Web3 is uh, open source, is openness to everyone, is decentralization, is neutral tools. And this is something that uh, you don't have outside of Web3. And DAOs are like, let's say, the organizations that are born from within Web3. That's, that's what we are talking about here. Mm -hmm. So imagine a situation that uh, a person from the street uh, wants to do company and he wants to provide services worldwide. And um, services, for example, consultation or something which is very easy to provide um, because we have an internet. And, um, and he wants to build it up in a way that he's not alone. And he wants to have partnership uh, with many, many uh, similar uh, people who have like similar knowledge, but different jurisdictions or different uh, countries. So it's a very easy tool. You just make inter-native organization or a DAO and you connect that to the jurisdiction and um, you are together. You're not alone and you can trust each other. If you do like transparent business, obviously, yeah, then you can really trust each other because you are using the simple tools to bring uh, transparency. And um, right now, I think um, only maybe Web3 blockchain developers or let's say um, um, enthusiasts. enthusiasts are aware of these tools that you can use daily. Um, I mean, even if we talk about uh, ChatGPT, GPD, then how, how many people right now are using it daily? I'm not sure that many of mainstream people are using it. I am. Javier is also probably, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what I want to say, these tools are already there and available, but people are not aware. So, and someone who you can trust, which can be INO, for example, is needed to, pr to, pr to bring more trust and awareness to the, to the whole environment. Mm. So basically, it's a marketing exercise, right? Yeah, some job for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, is there something similar going on in other European countries? Do we, do you do you know? Is there any kind of that drives to bring DAO to the I don't know legal framework on the EU level or in some of the other EU countries? I mean, you mentioned Malta earlier, but uh, well, Malta is just mentioning like. Um, not mentioning it's it's just issued uh, this um, um, I would say a paper which states that there is something such as a DAO and it might fall under securities if it goes. I mean it's like case by case, but uh, we cannot say that anything um, exactly similar is going on. Uh, what we can say is that there are uh, some NGOs uh, who are um, who are. Um, trying to do something similar, but they're more into crypto generally, because they are trying to 
when we talk about, for example, the AML um, laws in the European level, MICA, for example, um, market um, assets and yeah, so Mika is um, is trying to regulate crypto assets in Europe, and it's going to be effective um, after two years. So we have time until that, and during this time, during this period, a lot of uh, NGOs and um, collaborative organizations are talking and heavily like lobbying, trying to um, trying to save something, yeah, which can be saved. Because we don't want too many regulations, right? And we are also against too many regulations. And this is why uh, we want to bring awareness before somebody regulates DAO heavily or just um, bans, for example, like China, um, we can say, is doing. Um, So yeah, when, when we talk about Estonia, we see a huge potential here. Uh, we have e-residency program. We have e-residents already, um, like thousands of them, tens of thousands of companies. Um, of course, there is AML risk. There is money laundering risk that we have to face. And this is what we have to solve, actually, in Estonian jurisdiction, in every other jurisdiction as well. In Estonia, we are, um, we are actually doing quite good because we have a business register which is we we have this data public um so it's um something very different from other european countries Um, some businesses don't like it of course but um in the future so imagine your company who wants to bring transparency uh to show let's say if you have two companies who are doing the similar thing uh, who are looking for investors? Who with, to who you will give the money? The one who is transparent or the one who is not? It's obvious, right? Obvious, yeah. So, yeah, shortly. Mm. What's next for you guys? What are, what will you achieve in twenty twenty three? A lot of things. <laughs> That's a good beginning. Yeah, hopefully we are going to be helping build out several DAOs and have legal entity in Estonia. I mean, help DAOs have legal entity in Estonia. Uh, mostly to study what are the, let's say, not the consequences, but uh, how they can operate within a legislation. And uh, how can we scale that up, like extend it to, to other countries, to the whole world. So that people can operate in a DAO or in the sense that I would participate in any community, I would participate in a community without uh, being worried that, well, I might be called to court because I did something that I didn't know. Yes, participating in a DAO, I, I was held liable for something. That's, that's one thing uh, when we try, when we want to like build up DAOs. And the other thing that we want to figure out building DAOs is, um, well, how to do it in like normal businesses because right now DAOs are very popular within crypto and web3 and they are actually very successful but uh, but they are not adopted by usual businesses and actually even within web3 uh, they have some problems like participation many times most of the like DeFi DAOs uh, decentralized finance DAOs um, they lack participation because the members don't know enough to participate or they 
just delegate them to someone. So DAOs are actually being in itself a good uh, democracy research group because it's DAO it's facing the same problems democracy has been safe, safe, uh, facing for centuries. And so, so yeah, basically researching on, on how to do it. It's like we don't know what is the outcome of it. That's why we, we are investigating about that. And our goal is not to build uh, technological tools because that is done and by very small pe- smart people. Our, our goal is to use those tools and help people use those tools uh, in order to, to use it like in general and, and give feedback and well, try to, to, to go forward together. That's, that's the main idea. And so, beside that, I mean, how you're definitely you're gonna heavily research on uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on things. But uh, what is our responsibility more in the team is um, bringing more awareness with events. Definitely bringing up together the community, uh, collaborating with uh, law firms, uh, with the e-residency team, with the regulators, and uh, also beyond the limit, beyond not the limits, beyond <laughs> beyond the borders, uh, with other organizations. Um, and our like big goal is to create this sandbox in Estonia for DAOs. Like how we can bring, how we can um, solve the legal problems, challenges that we are having or might have regards to DAOs in Estonia. And definitely one of the biggest challenges there is anti-money laundering topics, uh, KYC, like know your client. Like so. Um, yeah, doing events, uh, bringing up, bringing together communities, uh, spreading the word, uh, talking, talking, lobbying, uh, lobbying in a positive way. I mean, um, yeah, it's a non-profit organization, so um, definitely we. So hope... all the money coming in goes to lobbying. Uh, well, <laughs> we I mean, hope... more more to awareness and yeah, to like, yeah. uh, helping people to build up their DAOs in a safe way. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the, the main idea. How many DAOs there are Estonia-linked? Estonia-linked? Uh, I mean, most of them are probably Estonia-linked by some person taking part of yeah. it, but kind of having the... Legally, I don't, you mean you're into jurisdiction? I mean, for me, the legal and the DAO is something which is a bit hard to kind of combine. Yeah. I, I don't know the exact number. I know that several that are kind of hard registered in Estonia. Yeah, it's a complicated question because uh, we, um, I mean, um, yes, we can say a number, but uh, every next day some law firm might register some uh, like OU or MTU, like um, as a DAO, but we don't know about this, right? How can we know about if somebody is not telling to us? So but definitely there are some projects and um, like first, um, first projects, which are also published. Um, and but very nice okay yeah for Estonia it doesn't work but if we if you were asking that question from me um, about the world then probably we should it's good to mention for the others to also where you can research about DAOs in worldwide is a deepdao.io so if you go to that website you will see a lot of statistics and uh, you will see uh, why we're talking about this topic because there are like right now I will um, I will just open the website and what I will I will see the total treasury right now kept in uh, DAO organizations is uh, 10.3 billion dollars it's a huge amount of money 
and um, and we can see that uh, only two thousand three hundred eleven companies are sharing this data treasury. Mm-hmm. So one can guess that there is actually much 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 more right yeah mm-hmm. there's uh, and there if you go to this website i would say again deepdao.eu uh, you can just if you don't know anything about daos you just go there you check the list of daos there are organizations they're decentralized organizations many of them are just like maybe if you're into web3 you know them like uniswap for example or gnosis or um Avad, Polkadot, um, maybe you've heard any of these. Um, but literally, uh, these projects are all decentralized. It means they have governance. Uh, sometimes the liability is um, more shared, sometimes not. It depends on the governance, right? But they are all registered. And um, you can you can check what's going on there, actually, if you know a bit of how to check these things. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know, ask Javier. Um, <laughs> And um, and you can also filter out, for example, if you want to check categories, um, there are like greater good political, um, if we check that, then we will see that there are also like ClimaDAO, there is um, Bankless DAO, yeah, Ukraine DAO is also here listed, um, another climate DAO is there, uh, like green topic, yeah. A lot of communities, basically. Mm-hmm. Like many times those communities are linked to to another project or they are under a foundation so mm. mm-hmm. most of them don't live alone in this at least the biggest ones they, they don't live alone they they live with with a project and it makes sense i mean it's an organization it has a purpose mm-hmm. and and the the best sec- best cases are mostly DeFi. DeFi cases those are the ones that work the best and of course in that sense we have some in estonia because we have some DeFi projects that are going on here also some climate projects and I even uh, on that are using now a couple of NFT projects. Yes, they are also using now. But um, I don't know, maybe a dozen mm. projects. I don't know. Okay, I don't know exactly what would be the number. Mm, time to improve that. Yes, 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 that's that's our goal. And if yeah. it, it doesn't need to be a huge project, it can mm. be a small project and Actually, in, in the best, in I think the, the best use is for small projects more than for bigger ones because scalability is always a problem. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and we mm-hmm. we can also um, confirm that we are also a DAO. Obviously, we are registered in Estonian uh, uh, business register as, as NGO, a DAO, as an NGO, <laughs> as a yeah. DAO. Yeah. And when you check the um, AOA, then you will see that our document of. Um, where which are the, to, yeah yeah so um you will check that and you will understand that we are connected to the internet because you will see the you're connected to the internet that's shocking <laughs> <laughs> um anyway uh, maybe last thing to wrap up the uh if um, somebody is thinking about do they need a DAO or not what's the uh what's the i don't know the key sales argument or what may, what from, from a person setting up an organization. How many, Why do they need the DAO? How many stakeholders do they have? Like different people that uh, have a stake on the project. And uh, how much trust do you need? Like if it's total foreigners, let's say, or people that don't know each other, then DAO is definitely the, the way to go around it. Because then you, you don't need to trust each other. 
let's say, in a social way. You just need to trust the, the way you are building it and the, and the tools that you are using for it. So that's the straightforward case. Of course, you can use it even if, if you know other people, because with that you are mitigating risks. You are putting barriers to like uh, do things wrong. So so yeah, if if you have like I mean if you are yourself and um, just some employers under you, then might make no sense. But uh, but I, mean, I guess for everyone it makes sense to have a DAO at some point. <laughs> it depends on on how much do you want a community to have decisions in what in what you are doing a community or. How much do you want to decentralize the, the decision making and the, well, sometimes not the decision making, but the, how much do you want to listen to the opinion of the stakeholders? Mm. So that's, that's the main idea. The decision making challenge is always this classical, was it like Henry Ford should mm-hmm. quote that uh, if you, if you leave it to the people, then we would be still improving the wheels or yeah. of the carriage yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but. <clears throat> DAOs don't mean that uh, people decide everything. DAOs usually they have leaders that are proposing and then people vote on that. And, and DAOs actually many times are not direct democracy in the sense that uh, not everybody is voting directly. You have also delegation. Uh, DAOs are mimicking how democracy has developed, it, developed for centuries and there has been researchers and, and academics that have been working on that. So, so in that sense, it's not the starting from Greece again, but uh, mm-hmm. but building on top of it, and uh, of course, if you want direct democracy, DAO permits it or allows it very easily. But uh, but if you are starting to scale, what are what is happening is DAOs are forming within DAOs. So the the way that the hierarchy goes is that you have uh, smaller DAOs within a DAO. So you have basically smaller communities that are operating inter like uh, among each other. And that's the, the way it, it works. So democracy is kind of an example of DAO. Yeah, for example, Estonia. Well, <laughs> I would say it. DAO is an example of democracy. <laughs> and uh, DAO is what is bringing democracy to everything, not mm. just to the government. And, uh, and a third democracy in the sense that it's transparent and truly decentralized and neutral. Because the, the base for it, the, the technology is allowing for it. Mm. That's, that's the idea behind it. It's a good point to wrap up on the kind of key uh, key governance enabling uh, uh, chat for this week. Uh, join us again for the Nature Pact next week. Cheers. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence.
Futurecast.